You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And welcome to the All In Podcast. Podcast brings you a new perspective on, on so many things and every once in a while dentistry. And today is a dentistry day, folks. I'm actually really excited uh, for the guest today. Um, I, I started out as a fan and then became a friend. Uh, so the guest day, they have a podcast. It's actually the first podcast I ever listened to. Dr. Peter Bolden is going to be our guest today. He is actually the owner and founder of Atlanta Dental Spa, which is multiple practice across Metro Atlanta, really high end. He's also the host of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast, which is the first podcast I ever listened to and still one of my favorites. Uh, he is an author of the Bulletproof Practice book, co-author actually with Dr. Craig Spodak. And he, he and Craig also had the Bulletproof Summit, which I guess I'm a client of because I went to this last one at Kicked Ass. And uh, so welcome to the podcast, Dr. Peter Bolden. How are you, brother? I'm great, Shane. Thanks for having me, buddy. Thanks for having me. That was a great. I could, I you know, I could sit there and listen to that all day. I'm just kidding. You just hear all those nice things uh, I say about you. Great. You know, intros. Intros are the only time in life where you really get like just just to boast. <laughs> it's actually it's kind of true, but I will kind of throw something in your face. Okay. You did lose on your parody. You got demolished well, by Bloody Tooth Guy. Okay. Demolished by one point. Technically, I mean, I'm not one of those guys that's going to cry about, you know, woe is me. But technically, if you look back at that. You kind of sound I mean, like it. No, I think I think I, uh, I think there were some things in there. But hey, it's your game. It's your game, buddy. I oh, I think he was leading out of path where he, he didn't agree with some of the calls well, that the host made. And by the way, I kind of, I kind of, uh, I don't know. What am I trying to say? I kind of, uh, I didn't want to go against Curry at the end. So oh, that's what you didn't even know. He, he hadn't even made it there yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew he was going to. Well, that's pretty, I mean, honestly, he's one of the smartest dudes he in, in dentistry. That, that was an inevitability. So I was yeah. like, oh, this would be not good. And I don't want to get humiliated by him. So a lot of, I'll just fall now. <laughs> that was probably a good move. Uh, See? he actually, hey, Andrew Curry, the chief for everybody of Japarity is uh, Peter's partner at Atlanta Dental Spa, a good buddy of mine as well. Um, and beat the guy, got revenge for you. He beat Jason Auerbach, uh, bloody tooth guy in the finals who Peter just got demolished by, like I said. Mm-hmm. And he had both his kids smash eggs on his head, which I just, that was worth it right there. The they whole loved thing. it too. I did it for them actually, buddy. <laughs> You did for me too. And I appreciate that. Did you actually have fun? Do- you know, I'm, I'm the host, so I don't really know. Did you have fun doing it at least? Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anytime, anytime you can, uh, yeah, of course it's all good fun. I love it. I love it. You know, we just did, uh, on the last episode, I had Kurt, you may not know them, Dr. Curry Levitt and Dr. David Wong who are, you know, uh, we'll say they have a bromance <laughs> very uh-huh. close. They teach together. Awesome dudes. But we played a, a new little game. I'm trying out little games on some of these things. Maybe not today, but we did kind of the, remember the newlywed game? Yeah, back in the questions. day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we did that, and and one of them was like, "All right, so I asked Curry, what is David's biggest insecurity?" And what David had answered was, "What did he say?" I forget what the answer was. It wasn't actually that interesting, right? His answer is insecurity. But what it would uh, Curry's like, maybe it's because he's short, <laughs> or maybe it's because he's lost all his hair. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so I think maybe I get you and Craig on here and just destroy your late relationship by playing that game. What do you think? Well, it's it's uh, our relationship is bulletproof. See what I did oh, there, Shane? See what I did there? Yeah, we do need to get into branding stuff. Because honestly, yeah. 
what's interesting is I almost decided, you know, when Blake decided he didn't want to do the podcast anymore. Yeah, to, where is Blake? That's the whole, only reason I decided to say yes to this podcast. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Blake is hanging and spending time with his, his new baby at home hmm. and uh, getting his mind off of dentistry for a while, I yeah. think. Yeah. Okay. I don't blame him. You know, yeah. so new, new, you know how that goes. You have a kid, world changed. He, yep. you know, his heart wasn't in it. And uh, I think we're better, yeah, better together. But if you don't want to do it, you got to do what you got to do, brother. I'll always support him. So, uh, but I forgot what we were talking about right there. <laughs> Part yeah, of the course for me. It, it, it doesn't matter. It, it, does, matter. it doesn't matter. It doesn't um, matter. Do you mind giving everybody kind of like a, uh, a fast forward version of, of your background? Kind of like, you know, when you started in dentistry and, and a little bit of Atlanta Dental Spot, because it's a really interesting setup. Yeah, I'll try and give cliff notes not to bore your dozens of listeners. Um, <laughs> it's um, my, how dare you? <laughs> we've got, <laughs> we've got, you know, at least 30 now. So that's pretty amazing. So I graduated in 2002. Um, and I actually, the start of my career was pretty interesting in that I, I was, um, I really wanted to work for this specific practice coming to Atlanta. I wanted to go back to Atlanta, which is I was born and raised. And I really wanted to work for the specific practice that, but they wouldn't hire someone right out of school. So essentially, you know, coming out of school with zero money and zillions of dollars in debt, decided to make an offer like, Hey, I'll just work for free kind of thing. Damn. Um, right. Which was, which was bold and stupid, but I was, I was, I had, um, I was just naive, right. About that, that mm-hmm. would work out, but it, it ultimately did work out. She's like, well, I'm not going to take for free. I'll pay you like an assistant. And I was like, okay, like whatever, you know, it's just me and you know, I can live pretty cheap. Fast forward a couple of years there, I decided that that wasn't the practice for me and I was never going to be a good second in command, so to speak. Sure. Right. I was never going to be, you know, I wanted to be the guy, not, not. Um, and so I, I reached out and um, had to go 10 miles away from my non-compete, left that practice and started a, against everyone's advice, started a practice that was 10 miles away um, in an office park that was fee for service, uh, de novo practice, which is like, you know. It's like hard to do. Like, yeah, you're going to whatever. See, when you're bankrupt, you know, everyone kept telling me that. So, <laughs> um, which was awesome because, you know, these things fuel you. And there were some things that were said at the previous practice, right? And they fuel you. So every time you have a, a tough day or when shit goes wrong, you know, you you play those messages in your head. Like people saying, yeah. oh, I warned you. I warned you. And like, yeah, yeah uh-huh. don't tell me what I can't do. Right, right. <laughs> And uh, so to make a long story short, I knew that being, I was an, I was an entrepreneur even before uh, I was a dentist, you know, I would, I would buy and sell cars and I had a pressure washing business. And like, I just knew that dentistry was going to be a place that I was going to be able to flex that entrepreneurial muscle. And, um, and it's cool. So, you know, from the genesis of that practice in 2004, let's say, um, I've been able to grow to now, well, I guess in a month, there'll be seven locations. Um, yeah. With the help of just amazing uh, partners and amazing team and stuff like that. And it's just been, it's been a great ride, man. Not without its bumps by any means, but it's been sure. a great ride and dentistry is a great place to be. Well, so you say you have seven locations now, right? right. Well, yeah. Five running, two, two are about to open their doors. So, uh, nice. Cause one caught fire this, um, I don't know if you knew that one caught fire back in February. Yeah. Sorry about <clears> that. That was me. My bad. <laughs> It's well, <laughs> um, you know, there's some silver linings even to that, Shane, honestly, that I won't go into here, but like even that, you know, what sometimes feels so doom and gloom at the time you look back and you're like, God, oh, that was kind of great that that happened. Um, ironically, but 
but uh, so yeah, two are about to open one in Blue Ridge, Georgia, and one in, in the fireplace, which was actually ironically the first one that I ever opened, which I was just referencing in 2004. Yeah. So I have some emotion tied to that building. As yeah. Well. That sucks too. When it's that practice that you started with, but it's okay. You know, it's like a Phoenix from the ash, you know, it's, it, it, it's, oh, it's nice. risen again and it's got a new life and new blood and it's going to have a new brand and all these things. And so, um, yeah. So, and yeah. I love the style of the practices too. I mean, you know, I've known you and Andrew for a while. I've known Andrew before I knew you, but I knew like before I was, you know, buddies with him first, whenever I came into the practice, you know, cold calling, whatever it be, it, it's just a different feel. And each mm-hmm. office is a little bit different kind of based yeah, upon yeah. the market. Right. Uh-huh. Who, do, who does your interior design on those? Like no joke. Do you, is me. it you? Is your wife? Yeah. No, it's me. <laughs> it's me. I, um, nice taste, you know, if I hadn't been an architect, I mean, I'm sorry, if I hadn't been a dentist, I would have been an architect. Um, so I, I get off on the feng shui and the feelings and the look and, and the experience it's going to give. Cause I believe that, you know, in the name Atlanta Dental Spa, it was uh, everything is predicated on the experience, and I think that's where dentists—that's where we can differentiate ourselves, right? Because no one can judge us on the millimeter, you know, like, oh, this is the finest crown I've ever seen with a point zero zero one margin. Like, no one knows, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't they, know. But how they, they can know? judge you on how you make them feel and how they feel in the environment. Were, were they nice to me? Did I feel safe? Right, did, right. Did, did I? Did it look the way? I, yeah. Did they give me what I wanted? <laughs> you know, I didn't feel and so, stupid. And so I've been obsessed with senses, senses of sight, you know, the five senses, Shane, oh, yeah. uh, from, a, from a thesis standpoint of my, uh, of the practice. And so that's why I've, I've really, and I love that process of being the, the growth process, the creative process of being, that's why, you know, like multiple locations, cause I get to keep flexing that muscle, um, so to speak. And so yeah. it's fun. It's fun. Well, no, and, and it's interesting because those little subtle things, the way something smells or that you don't, it, most people don't think about those things, right? They don't have time, or at least they don't feel like they have time to think about those things, but they have such a, you know, whether it's subconscious or whatever, it creates the, the mood or the environment for a person to like feel more relaxed, you know, understand the experience, right? It helps them to say yes to whatever the treatment may be if they need something, right? It all matters. And I don't think enough people realize Absolutely. That. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at how like you're made to feel when you go into a Mercedes Benz dealership versus a Toyota, right? You get in mm-hmm. and they make you feel like smell that leather, right? And you smell and it. Just a, it's a different feeling. You just feel like a big shot that Mercedes and you're touching it and they're going over different options and, you know, describing how it's going to make you feel. And, and, and obviously a Toyota is a great car too, but it's more functional. So I wanted to, sure. I wanted to kind of land on dentistry is a very emotional place to be. People are scared shitless to go to us. Yep. Right. It's, it's in, especially in the land we play in, which is a lot of cosmetics and surgical and, and big mm-hmm. general dental. It's, it's a, it's a more of an emotional moment because either people have been in neglect for a while or they've hit it. So, so you have to remember all of that, right. And you have to keep playing, making sure they're in a comfortable space. And it goes beyond that. You know, I talk about this a lot in the summits is that I'm huge into, you know, watching where people are, right. Making them comfortable, but then also being big into watching them, meaning their body language and, and neuro-linguistic programming and things like that and making sure that because they're the most important person in the room and they yep. should be. That's that's well said. You know, one thing that is interesting to me that I noticed, you know, I go to some practices or been in practice where there's good staff or one person's like a shining star, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had an experience and I've come to practice where somebody, you know, I'm in street clothes. They don't know who I am. Right. And Mm -hmm. so maybe they're new or they'd never seen me before. And every single time I get an amazing greeting, you know, it's never like, can I help you? You know, it's, it's, Oh, what can I do for you today? Right. It's this, 
and that's across the practice. You know, I, I want to ask about the doctors in a minute, but the team, how do you keep them motivated to, it's like they have ownership in the practice is the way it feels to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's their business. They do. How do you instill that in them? So I have a saying, um, really that goes, you know, I don't, you're probably too young, um, for this, but do you remember <laughs> the, do you remember the Under Armour commercial that it was who will protect this house? Hell dude, I'm not that old. Yes. Yeah. I'm not that young. I mean, <laughs> of course I know that. So that is kind of a, a mantra, um, to a certain degree, so much so that I'm actually getting like these big canvases that have it made, nice. but it, it really, it's at a cultural thing, Shane. So your question is how do you, you can't make someone be that way is my no. point. So it comes from, it comes from treating the team really well, creating a, creating a culture around the experience and all the things that I've kind of said, the aforementioned things that I said, um, and, and really just creating a, a, an environment where it's truly a team. Cause so many times you hear like, Oh, we're a dental team. Like bullshit. You're not because look, you know, you had X, Y, and Z chance to prove it and, it and it fell flat in his face. And there's so much drama in your office and blah, blah, blah. So really we cultivate this relationship of being, you know, we spend more time in our offices than typically we do with our families. Yeah, that's true. Right. So when I say who will protect this house, I'm saying it's y'all's job to make sure that if we get a bad apple, protect this house because they can be a cancer. Right. Yeah, it, it only destroy, takes one. It can destroy that pleasant place that you have, right? That bad review, that bad experience, that bad, you know, not just taking mediocrity and saying it's okay. Like all these things can destroy this place that you love. So you have to protect this house. It can't just be me. It can't be Dr. Curry. It can't be the doctors. It can't be the office manager. It has to be the team at scale. And so I think that resonates um, with them. Yeah, it, it really is a different experience across the team. Every single person, it's it's consistent too. It's still them, the individual, but the way they treat everybody, it's just a positive kind of feeling you get. It's nice. <laughs> Actually, it's really nice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, I'm complimenting your team, not necessarily you. I mean, whatever. Yeah, but look, at the end of the day, like- <laughs> That's at the what end you of the want, day, that, right? Exactly. I created that landscape. I mean, it didn't happen by mistake. No. Listen to make no bones about it. I mean, yes, it's team and it's been amazing people. I'm not saying that I'm taking credit for the way they act, but I had to set the landscape, right? That structure was had to be put in at some point. And Dr. Curry has been able to take that and Dr. Hamilton, right? So it's, I'm not saying it's just me, but it doesn't yeah. happen by mistake. Well, I mean, and all your doctors lead by example too, you know, and I, that had to be starting with you, but Curry right. does the same thing. And the way they talked, the way you talk, you and everybody else talks to the team, it is not talking down to anybody ever. I've never seen that. Not once, even when somebody screws up. Yeah, it's weird. We have this weird hierarchy and we think in dentistry where like, you know, if you have, if you have the doctorate, you're all of a sudden the smartest person in the room, which is complete bullshit. Yeah. Sometimes I know a lot of them. (laughs) Well, it is. You can be really smart at different things is what you can be. Not everything. My my point is, is that it's not this, it's not, it shouldn't be this hierarchy of king and, you know, well, where'd you get your dental degree kind of thing? It, you know, because that's not really a team. That's a dictatorship. That's just a benevolent dictator. And, and that doesn't, you know, look, show back in the course of history where that works very well. So we just don't, I just don't do that. And so the team is a team. It's not that one person has a preferential treatment. Um, sometimes, you know, there's things that like we know that, that the team just can't know as being going through a lot of education and, and you have to explain that. Like I just, there's things that I know that you just can't know at this moment in time. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I could go on and on for that or not, but I know well, you don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no, I don't really want to talk about it. Um, no, but, what do right, you now, want to talk about? Yeah, Shane? what Get do you right want to, to talk it. about? <laughs> no, all right, let's talk about the doctors now. All right, okay. so it, it was just you as the owner for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, then Curry kind became- of. I had a partner for uh, actually 10 years, but, you know. But, but then it was just you. Then it was just me. <laughs> there you go. And then, um, and then Curry became um, 
an owner as well, correct? correct. Right. Now, how did that go down? Because I'm interested in that process. How does that discussion begin? And, and you don't have to give all the details, obviously, but like, how did that so, process start? Yeah. So partnerships are hard and you hear about this a lot in dentistry. Um, how did it go down? I uh, said, you know, it's more of a, um, you know, Atlanta's dental spa was pretty big at that point. So it, it was a, it was a investment obviously on his end, but it was also things that it was going to be, look, this is the vision. Here's where I want to go. Do you have a problem with that kind of thing? It was getting sure. aligned before the conversation was ever like, because honestly, in the past, there's there's been instances, and I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but it's like if if you're not aligned with the mission or the G, where your GPS is set, then you're going to have an issue, and it's going to be a struggle your whole career, sure. as a partner, right? So if they're not aligned in the beginning, so Curry really liked the path that I had set, the GPS, the constant fuel on, on the gas kind of thing, and he said, "Yeah, I want to ride that rocket. Can I get a seat?" kind of thing, and I was like, "Absolutely, let's divide and conquer." Because I knew that he had a completely different skill set than I have, right? In terms yeah, you of, guys complement each other really right. well. Because I don't need a replication of myself. Actually, that wouldn't be good. And I don't want a replication of Curry. It's really, it's divide and conquer. And that's how you grow and scale a company because you can only be in one place at one time. No, 100%. And now you got uh, you got two other owners too that just got in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the way I have structured partnerships Hamilton? is, is mm-hmm, yeah. Is um yeah so they bought in um actually this year both both I guess January one was Dr Jason Hamilton who's a complete badass and and you know yep. um well you know him and then Dr Gandhi bought in yep actually this second quarter of this year so he's he's brand you new you need some but Botox to see that boy <laughs> he's been trying to do what? it on me forever yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh it's good stuff and you know and again both super blessed to have to have people like that are wanting to get us you know to wanting to ride because because they make me better and vice versa all right so you could t- I, not going to go into how you guys recruit all your talent because it's an interesting <laughs> model but we go through that it's a little bit of a i don't know it's not a secret but i think you should keep that <laughs> to yourself for now but obviously good people are, are what you, you have to have great people right well it's a law it's not it's not really a secret it's just a law of attraction right you can look yeah. into that right and we promote you know and and for the same reasons we attract patients we also attract team members if that mm-hmm. makes sense oh right? yeah it's the same thing essentially so, so let me ask you this mm-hmm. if you found a badass dentist would you build a practice around him 100% so when you are expanding location so you've done it a little differently right you've bought yeah, you other find practices me a thoroughbred and I will build you a practice why is that because you're betting on the horse and the horse always winners always win they find yep. a way to win that's it period i love Full that stop. mentality like cuz there's so many people like well that wasn't in the plan but then you settle on lesser talent because it fits your timeline and which makes it in some scenarios that's necessary. But I think I agree with you completely. You find like a level talent, you need to take it. It's a rarity. It's a, it's, it's a rarity. And when you find it, grab it and don't let it go. It's easier to build a practice than it is to find it. And unfortunately I see so many colleagues, you know, even, even dentists that I consult with, you know, they've had great people and that things have fallen apart because they wanted to keep so much control of, of yeah. what they created. Right. And, um, and so it's unfortunate that sometimes good talent is either lost or can't align. Um, but it's out there man. it's out there. I tell you. Oh yeah. There's a lot out there right now too <laughs> with COVID. Honestly, yeah, yeah. there's a ton of good talent. Mm-hmm. So expand, I mean, do you have other expansion plans? Like are, are you looking to just 
you build from the ground up like you've done with Sun? Buy other practices? Um, like, what's yeah. the game plan? So, what's the game? Right now, honestly, Shane, I'm feeling overwhelmed because um, there'll be because right now the plan is to expand the i'm sorry is to maximize the infrastructure that we have so i, I believe it'll be the count will be about 60 operatories in a month and so my plan is to stop pause for a second grow that grow that re revenues and procedures per chair unless right. you find a badass well of course I mean, look, <laughs> I, you know i always contend you're either you're either growing or contracting but you're not yeah. flatlining you need to pick one um you know, and that's a little bit of a play on words, but you know, some people say, well, that's not true. I said, well, you know, it's a mentality thing. Yeah. So of course I'm always open to opportunities. I'm still, I still look at some certain things that I, you know, when I scope out an area to do a practice, I still do. I find myself doing that too right now, even though I will wake up tomorrow and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed yet. I'm still like thinking it's just a, it's this pervasive problem that I have. Um, yeah. but, but I love it. And it's, uh, you know, uh, but when you're in it, you 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 grumble, just kind of like pregnant women, right? They they hate it when they're in it, and and then it, and then, <laughs> then the office is birthed, and they're like, "Oh my god, that was so beautiful. Let's do it again, right?" Yeah, you're, you're like, but "Wait they, a minute!" But they, <laughs> but they but they were miserable for nine months, kind of thing. Sure. Now that makes sense. Now you are one of the best marketers I know uh, from just your mind, and I, I'd like to think I know a lot about marketing. I would say I'm the best marketer you know, Shane. Um, sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, in of any dentist I know, a hundred percent, right? Uh, you know, I, I you, thank you by the way. That's uh, going to be lost on everyone because they don't know my personality sometimes, and so people. Oh, you're going to go off like a dick. Asshole. It's going to be God, hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you really want to hear him be a dick, listen to the Bulletproof Dental uh, Practice Podcast. Mm -hmm. It's actually really good. The reality is, thank you for all you've done for me, but over the years, by the way, because I really got a lot of value for you before I ever met you listening mm -hmm. to the podcast. And what I like about the podcast, it, it reminds me, it is you because mm -hmm. I look at you as an entrepreneur first or business person first, just happens to be a dentist, right? Yeah. Um, when, when I went to the summit, I mean, that's the first thing I said to you, I go, this is a, this is a business summit that happens mm -hmm. to have a lot of dentists here. Like yeah. that's the way I viewed it. And that's why I got so much benefit out of it. You being a non-dentist, you know, paying to go to this and it was worth every, like I probably owe you a lot more money from the value I've got out of it. Yeah. Look, got you got a big time raise recently. Like you probably yeah, do owe uh, me. Literally, uh, I went, what was the, the summit? Was that March? It was in, yeah, March. It was end of February, March. Yeah. And, so, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then the COVID hits and, and during COVID, I get a huge, you know, uh, a, a, let's say position increase and all that. My career is really advanced a lot. I mean, I'm going to have to say, I just give you guys full credit for that. I didn't have oh, anything to do with it. Hundred percent, you, you guys. Know, that a, I appreciate <laughs> that. We we were not. We maybe the catalyst for getting you to, to pull trigger, but I appreciate it. But um. now, but I did get a lot out of it. Now, what I love about what you guys do is your content marketing. Right, mm -hmm. it, it is so different than everybody else out there, um, especially and because we could go down so many different lanes in marketing. Mm -hmm. I want to go down just one. Right. Okay. It, it's and it's really still siloed there, but it's the video content specifically is outstanding. Um, mm -hmm. You actually have, and we had Bo on the podcast actually because he's what? an influencer. Yeah, dude. What? dude did, I did Bo. not approve this message. Oh, well, I didn't ask your permission. Oh. Um, <laughs> Bo's the big seven footer. He's a videographer who's. I, I walk in and then I look behind me and there's little tiny me and I look up at the seven footer with a video camera. I'm like, who the hell is this dude? So you have a videographer, full-time videographer for mm -hmm. the practices, correct? Correct. Correct. Why? 
It was, um, it was always a hypothesis of mine that I really wanted to test um, ever since the days of, you know, I was a fanboy of Gary Vee. Um, Hell you know, yeah. Probably six or seven, you know, not so much anymore. I mean, I think he's good, but I'm not, you know, as infatuated as I was. And so I, I was captivated by this D-Rock character that he had. And, mm-hmm. and, and when I was heavy, you know, full-blown in clinical dentistry, I was like, you know what? I just need a D-Rock. I need someone to follow me around to create content because I don't have time to do the dentist. You know, I don't have time for all this. Yeah. Um, and so really video to me is something, you know, if I always say in the summits, if a picture tells a thousand words, a video tells a million exactly. and it's, it's the most, um, efficient conversion for time there is in marketing bar none full stop. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and the fact that so many dentists are so unwilling to do it. In any yes. capacity, I challenge you if you're listening to this, like look at the people in your area, try and find video on the dentist and dentists There's for some reason don't want to do none. video. There's almost none. So I like to fish. I like to do things that others are not doing. I like to zig when there's, you know, others are zagging. And this was just something that it was nice to flex, you know, from a create, you remember I kind of alluded to the creative muscle. Like I can mm-hmm. see something, what, what it should look like. I just couldn't, I didn't have the tech to put that vision into play into a video, but I, but I'm kind of like, I'm kind of Bose choreographed. You see it in your head, but you needed yeah, somebody and to lay it out, like to zero to do yeah. this, you know, and he's really good from a creative aspect too. Cause he's a, he's a big content producer as well. And obviously has, you know, he's got the chops to do it. So it's, it's a nice collaboration, but it's cool to do in dentistry. And, and it's not just like, you know, procedural stuff it's it's you know there's storytelling marketing going on there's procedural stuff there's amplifying the team there's amplifying the culture there's for social media there's all like yeah i was literally gonna say everything i was like you tell a story and you highlight team members and you get the personalities in the like it's the whole thing it's the ecosystem it, it yeah it is it's a it's a paradigm shift in the way that we communicate our message because um for so long shane in, in so long in my career in the beginning it was me trying to peacock to patients like look at me i have four master four whatevers and fellows and this and, and look at me 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 i'll i'll do your smile right and look that's where we all make this fatal flaw and when i shift the paradigm to making the patient the hero and saying like look i'm going to give you hope where you don't have some i'm going to give you you know this where you don't have it and making them the most important character in this, kind of the in this story, story brand methodology exactly, right exactly and that's when things um that's when things started to change. Well, I mean, it started to change. It's just we st- things started to, uh, yeah, you could tell where the rubber was meeting the road is all I can say. About. A little hint, guys, if you want to try to be like this, and I recommend checking it out, go to their social media accounts, uh, Atlanta Dental Spa on Instagram. It's, it's incredible. And um, really, it's interesting to see how fluid all the doctors are on camera too, because I would assume that wouldn't come naturally to everybody. Um, well, like you wouldn't a, think of Curry when you first meet him as like being that fluid on camera, but he's really And cool. Curry will say that, like, it's kind of the Bolden school of hard knocks. Like I just kept putting a camera in front of his face and like, you know, and yep. so practice, you know, practice doesn't make perfect. I mean, practice will make it, you know, not perfect, but it's all about the reps. Right. Yep. And Curry, that was just mandated in the practice. And he saw how much I was committed to video. And so it, you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And and you're right. He's amazing on camera. Like, you know, yeah. Amazing. You know who's better yeah. than like you guys are both good on camera. Dr. Shivan is killer. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason or uh, Hamilton is killer, too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Drew's the best. Good. Drew is Drew's the best, in my opinion. Yeah. 
He's incredible on camera, man. And look, and even some doctors like even Kirby, I'll give him a shout out that, you know, he's, he's, you know, he used to literally not be able to sleep when he knew we were filming because he just hates it that bad. You just have to surprise him with it then. (laughs) Well, and it, you know, and, and he's made massive strides in progress because it's just about the reps. And, you know, I shudder when I look at the stuff I did back circa 2005, let's call it. Of course, you're going to roll your eyes at yourself. Oh my God. Like it, it it almost gives me hives. I'm so embarrassed about it. It was a different time. It was. It was a different time, but it's, it's also like, it just shows that you just kind of keep banging the drum. No, a hundred percent. I love it, honestly, because I get to see some of my friends on there doing this stuff and, <laughs> and I've been like ultra impressed. Like I want, you know me, like I always want to give people crap and just joke around and, and poke them. But honestly, I can't because they're like been incredible. Um, now, how are you monetizing this? Like, let's just get to it. How do you, is, is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Do you see the best returns there? What ways are you using videos to convert into patients or opportunities? Yeah. Um, yeah, all. I'm, I'm agnostic in the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so some things perform better. For instance, all on X cases perform better, um, for instance, on AdWords than they would in a Facebook scenario because it's, it's, you need that specificity of that targeted market. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different, I, I, I'm not trying to be coy with my answer no, other no, no. than it, it's the context. You have to also remember people and Facebook is an entertainment platform. So the context of Facebook is going to look different than the context of Twitter or the context yes. of Instagram. Everybody just throws the same stuff. It's at not, it. it's not a regurgitation of the same content. Unfortunately, it's not just spray it and then see which one works. Um, so you have to, you have to understand the psychology and the context of what you're doing for that patient where they are. So, um, so Shane, I get, you know, there's conversions that we can get for eight cents, believe it or not. Damn. I know it's, um, are you going to divulge? <laughs> well, but, well, I mean, that's, a, I will, I mean, yes, it's Facebook, that's YouTube. That's, that's the thing. It's not, and it's, um, unfortunately, like, like I said, I have been obsessed with this probably to the, to the nerd degree of marketing since that, so 2004. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I didn't just. Um, it's been the thing that I, you know, I would, I would tell people that I would go before I was married with kids, I would literally go practice all day. Then I'd come home and I'd study for six hours in marketing. That's it. That's all yeah. I would do. I literally was like, I didn't, I didn't, didn't go out because I knew that, that, that I needed to build those muscles that was going to help me scale. Well, essentially it's all right. So let's take a, a step back and look at this. It's like a product, right? I forget who was telling me this, uh, guys done a lot in business. I forget what, who was at the time, but they said, you know, product is about 40% of it. Distribution is, is the other 60% and actually more important. And in a way, marketing is, is sort of distribution of at least your brand. Right. Um, and if you know, you could have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows about it and nobody can get it, it doesn't matter. It's not that, you know, like Grant Cardone says, it's not that like, you're not good at your job. It's just, no one knows what the hell you're doing if you're struggling, right? (laughs) Not communicating it properly. We're not creating that awareness, massive awareness for, you know, and it's a timely thing, catching people at the right time when they want to hear your message. Mm. And there is a science to that, you know, and I, I, you know, and you say, will you divulge? It's just, but unfortunately it's not a one step process. It's It's not do this. Unfortunately, it, you can do a is, rabbit hole on Facebook yeah, and, it's a, it's and specifically a, it's a, one type of ad on Facebook, right? <laughs> yeah, there's sequences that, I, that have been created on, on a lot of these things. If if this happens, then do then show them this, you know. And so it's funnels and sequences and all messed up stuff that I get off on because I didn't I don't play chess and I don't like golf. And like so this is my <laughs> this is my game theory. This is my strategy. 
damn, that's a, a lot better ROI than my my uh, yeah, golf well, game. That's for sure. I spent a lot. People are like, well, you don't play golf and you're a dentist? It's like, golf never paid me a single penny. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken some money from friends, but not enough to pay yeah, it to yeah. break even. That's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, random question. With the election going on, in any oh, election, do you great. lower your you spend? No, no, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. I just mean from a marketing perspective because they spend so much damn money marketing. Yeah. You see Biden and Trump everywhere. Do you lower your spend during that time because the is the cost significantly higher? Uh, no, no, because uh, because it's a it's a di- I'm not competing again. My how do I say this? My cohorts of where I'm putting ads are specific to what I'm advertising, meaning they are casting a wide net for anyone. I yeah. am casting a different net. So it doesn't, there's not, there's not this convergence of cost. They are not causing my click, my cost per click I gotcha. to go up. Whereas most people are kind of just not digging deep enough into it. They're just saying, let's do Facebook ads. And then they would be competing yeah, with you Trump know, and you're not going to win. <laughs> well, yeah. And so unfortunately that's the, one of the problems we see in advertising that I always warn people about advertising in dentistry is that, um, you know, someone will hire a marketing agency and the marketing agency will, will say, Hey, what's your budget? And they'll say $1,500 or a thousand dollars or whatever it is. Right. And yeah. they'll say, we're going to manage it. And unfortunately they pay the, I call it the dummy tax. Um, and it, because, and I'm not calling that person dummy. I'm just saying that like, look, a lot of times you will, you will, you will put up a budget and then they will get clicked out because some of these clicks, Shane cost $25 a oh, time. Yeah. If you don't, right, if you do just dentist in your area, <laughs> it can be as high as $25. If oh, you yeah. do sedation, it can be a $15 click. And and meanwhile, they're not landing on that specific page in your website. You're just They're just landing them to the home. So I see this all over and over again. So guess how fast you burn through a $1,500 budget when you are not laser focused on what you're doing mm-hmm. very quick. And then when people aren't getting in this today's day and age, when they're not getting exactly what they want, when they want. They're hitting the back button. So imagine being seeing this and being like, okay, that person's going to click. Imagine being a, like a, a fly on the wall and be like, okay, here it comes. It's a $25 click, but home. And then you watch them and they hit on your page and then they hit back. Yeah. That's why it's important to like have other people look at your your website or your ad. And do you see what, you know, what do you see right away? Well, I always <laughs> tell people, look, I always tell people, and even the summits, the summits, a lot of times it's not people coming or, or, um, or even our mastermind. is isn't for people coming to say, I, you know, if you want to learn the how to, that's fine. I can teach that and that's fine. But a lot of times it's to give a macro view of what's going on so that you can have intelligent conversations and audit the person that you're employing to, to, for, to do all the work that you've described. Cause sometimes we just say, Hey, I just hired this marketing team and they have no, you have no idea what's going on. And guess what? Guess who can identify that really quickly? Yep. The marketing agency. Unfortunately, yeah. and some of them are good, some of them are bad. I'm just saying, but if you have the chops to at least have intelligent conversations and audit and make someone accountable to the results that they've promised to deliver, it's a different conversation. Yeah. So that's what I always hound is like learn enough where you can have great conversations and know what you want and what you won't accept as a result, right? What's, what's, what's a KPI? What's the metric for success? What's the metric for failure period? Yeah. We've had that conversation before. And I think it's almost a disease of like, I want to know how to do everything, video editing or, or podcast stuff, right? It's like we've had this conversation. There's, There's not, not but, but enough, but it has been helpful in the sense I know how to do a lot, 
of stuff at least a little bit to oh, talk you're talking to about your you point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being being able to at least have a little acumen so you can have conversations, and then also Shane, there may be things that I always tell people that, that there may be something that you really love. So do that, but yeah. you may hate X, Y, and you may hate creating ads for marketing. So learn how to do it, but outsource that, but yes. still be the quarterback because there's nothing more important other than your family than your business. Yeah, and then, honestly, you hire a marketing agency. I just want you to fix everything. And then you see that all the time, right? And but they don't know. Like you can't expect them to know everything about the practice or what you want when you won't communicate yeah, it to yeah. them. It's a bad yeah, move, or, man. Yeah. Well, it can be, right? And there's some that have, that can that have probably done really well for people. So if you're, you know, I don't want to say. But they have to buy stuff. into what they have to put the work into on the other side. It, it's never just marketing. You have to have the back end stuff, and the practice has to be bought in on it too. Look, I opinion. meet with some people that I. Uh, I mean, I have a weekly meeting with some of the people who I employ, to, no, or I shouldn't say employ, uh, that I um, outsource and contract with for those very same reasons. Yeah. To, to keep accountability and to also strategize from a standpoint, because I don't have a bandwidth in my day to say, I'm going to be the guy and, and do the, I'm going to do it all. You have to find people. Yeah, as the quarterback, who's your front line? Who's your receivers? You have to find the people that you're going to be able to delegate because it's truly a divide and conquer, especially if you want to move with the speed of velocity of the economy that we live in today. Oh, yeah. Well, one of those people too, I remember recalling this from the the summit uh, you had on stage, Nathan French. That's right, yep. like super yep. cool dude, by the way. Yep. I got to hang out with him and talk to him. One of the most chill people you'll ever meet. But he's like hyper specific. And I. He's a genius. He's a genius dude, marketer. As an I was nerding it. out. What's it called? Attention driven marketing. Um, yeah. Is, he is, focuses is, like on YouTube though, specifically, right? Uh, no. It's all PP. Well, PPC ad management. And he's he's one of the ones I refer to that I meet with weekly um, because he's just a, a smart guy. And, um, you know, and. Um, well, though, anyway. just him breaking down the way. You can segment and strategize and create the funnel you were talking about, the mm -hmm. the low cost per click using YouTube, which is highly targeted. You can't do as much as you did on Facebook; it's more expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think a lot of people know YouTube is owned by Google, right? So right. there's advantages there. And uh, I, my head was spinning in the best possible way when he was talking. It wasn't confusing the way he was talking. I was just so excited. I'm like, oh my god, this guy has spent so much time breaking this down, thinking about analyzing, and uh, I mean. Clearly, it's he's had a lot of success with you. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it hasn't been because I was like, "Hey, just go get me new patients," right? <laughs> it wasn't that. You were part of the process. I was part of the process, and I was part of the accountability because it doesn't, you know, the success and failure doesn't lie with one person, you know. Um, and so I took accountability in that process, and so yeah, it's there's been there's been goals which have been set and we've hit, and it's been really cool to watch because you you know at points in your life you're like, no way that can happen, and then yeah. you know, cool shit happens. Nah, I, I was super impressed with him. That was a really cool part of it too. Um, I actually really like the whole damn thing. I'll be honest with you. McNamara was freaking awesome. I really yeah, liked I him because he's so damn direct that you yeah. almost think he's so direct that it's because he's like a robot or doesn't care. That's the exact opposite. He's like one of the nicest dudes. He's being that direct to help people is what I, I figured out by the end of it. 100%. 100%. And he's, and he's just, you know, he's one of the smartest guys in the room. For yeah. Sure. Um. So when's the next summit going to be? I know you guys wanted to do it, obviously. When's COVID, COVID over? I don't know. Are you guys yeah, going to exactly. do virtual or are nah. you going to do video stuff? Or, I mean, I saw uh, some posts you were doing video stuff, but what no. were you doing? No. Oh, I saw. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're launching a uh, – it's not a summit, but it's just a digital course. It's, okay. Um, it's about eight hours of stuff kind of just like this, but it goes a little more granular and it goes from – 
you know, right now we're in the process. We talk about Bulletproof as being the, the four domains of dentistry that we talk about everything non-clinical. So we talk about vision. As a I thought it was we, the four pillars. Sorry to interrupt. Well, it turned in, it was, <laughs> Hey, well, look, we evolved in I'm the a whole fan. process. I'm a fan. So it was pillars, Shane. Thank you for knowing that. And then it turned into gears because pillars don't interact with each other, right? Mm -hmm. They just look at each other and that's not really the way it is. So the gears more interact in terms of, so the, the four gears are vision, culture, team culture, marketing, and then the financial acumen or the financial aspect of, of all mm -hmm. of that and they inter interject. So in full disclosure, I'm working on something called a bulletproof pathway that is now going to evolve from the bulletproof gears, which is way better. It's more of a linear process because mm -hmm. I'm able to, I've able, been able to, you know, been in doing dentistry, you know, almost 20 years in dentistry. So I've been able to kind of take all we've learned at scale and zoom out. And, and we as dentists make things very complicated. So I wanted to make it more of this, more of a linear circular diagram process of like why dentistry shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. Right. For, for the business of dentistry. Right. I'm not talking about the clinical aspect, obviously. Which is interesting to most dentists. That is the hard part. <laughs> it just is. What? The clinical or the business? The business side. Of 100%. course. Of course. But, it, but, it, but if it was, if it was portrayed, it doesn't, I don't think it always has to be. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, I think everyone just, sometimes we get so myopic about what we're looking. Oh shit. I need to learn Facebook marketing. Yeah. And you just kind of, sometimes you didn't. It seems so, so overwhelming that you almost yeah. avoid it. And suppose you get really it. granular with what you, you diagnose your, as dentists, we diagnose ourselves, what we think our problem is. And we haven't stopped for a second and zoomed down and looked at like the macro view of like, yeah. Hmm, here's how it looks. Here's how it looks. A am I checking the box on all these kind of processes along the way? Maybe, maybe it wasn't my diagnosis. I thought that I needed more ads, but it really wasn't that. It was a broken culture, a broken vision, or the fact that there's a lack of fulfillment in X, Y, and Z. What, whatever it is, mm -hmm. there's there, but there's more to it. So I'm excited. I actually, I think this is going to be the my. I told uh, I told my assistant. I, I she kind of helps me construct. I was like, this is going to be my legacy piece. Oh, that's badass, dude. Yeah, it really. I'm excited be. to see it. I'm yeah. excited to see it, dude. Um. Let's get into this different subject. The podcast. When, because honestly, like, I, no bullshit. Like, uh, the, he, you were my first. You were my first podcast, and <laughs> honestly, it's it's a big reason why I ended up doing the podcast. Um, yeah. I'm not. That's not just a fluff your ego or anything. It's just the truth, and I've talked about it a lot in the podcast. Um, it's had a big influence on me in, in a lot of different ways, you know. And I highly recommend it. What I like about it, you don't have to be a dentist to get a lot of. You can be yeah. in the industry, and you know, you you could be outside the industry and actually get a lot out of it. When did you start it and why? Um, I started in 2016-ish, right? And what I found myself, the reason I started it, um, so I was a big fan. Mark Costas is a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really getting a lot of value from what he was doing. I have a different philosophy on certain things. So I would find myself listening to the podcasts that were around at that time and saying like, well, I would have done it this way. I would have talked about it this yeah. way. And I kind of found myself talking to the podcast, even <laughs> though they all had the chops, they're all great on their own merit, but I had a different viewpoint that I didn't feel like was being communicated. And so I was like, shit, I might, you know, like I might just do a podcast. And I remember going to lunch with someone. And this was early said, too, folks. This is before there was a, a billion, like a million. podcasts. Like <laughs> yeah. guys like me jumped on and started them. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny, Shane, at the time I thought it was a saturated market then, which, yeah. is, which is ironic. But, um, so I remember going to lunch with someone cause I didn't have the know-how and it was just me. I was like, I had to figure this out. Like I didn't outsource it cause nor I didn't want to spend the money on, you know, this yeah, kind of stuff can be expensive. So I wanted to learn it. So I went to lunch with this, this kid, he literally was a kid, an 18 year old kid who was in charge of podcast production. And 
he's going through all this stuff, all these words I didn't know and doing, do this, do that, do that. And it was like, ugh. like probably, probably <laughs> to the point where people, some doing, you know, listening to me talk about marketing or something else. I just like, ugh, fire hose. <laughs> and I just remember thinking at lunch being like, I ain't doing this. There ain't no way. It's just, this seems real complicated. And he looked at me and it was pretty wise for a child, a kid, you know, like I keep saying, yeah. kid, a, a young man, let's call him. Yeah. He'd say, he said, look, I can see you're overwhelmed. He's like, just do it. It'll be the best thing you ever did. That's um, the, that's a great attitude. Actually. You just have right? to try. And I was it, like, right? and I was like, and that, and that, uh, that comment, I went home and I was like, yeah, I ain't doing this. And then that comment kept haunting me. I was like, what if this kid's right? And look, it's been a great thing. It started out as nothing and just what I'd wanted to contribute. I wanted to help. And it was a great way to, it kind of ascribes to the same vision of how I like to advertise at scale because a video, it gets the message across 24 seven to as many people as you want based on your budget and podcasting can help. It can go, you can go from a one-on-one linear relationship with someone to then helping many people at scale without having to, you know, and so that's what kind of pot, that's what drew me to podcasting. Well, what's so, cool about the way you guys do it too, is it's you, right? You know, these right, other podcasts where right. it's like, they're, they're putting on a character and I'll be frank, yeah, yeah. you know, I've had this conversation on the podcast where that was my thought process going into it. And Blake was the one who's like, I'm not doing it if you do that. <laughs> He's like, just be you. Yeah. And and that was one thing about you guys that is, it was refreshing. And I think that was certainly new of just being you and, and not worrying. Yeah, we have it. a good, you know, we obviously are, are good friends. We have a good banter and, but we are completely, you know, we are a yin and a yang, whereas he's strong, I am weak. And that is, you know, and it is a good meaning from a skill set and an advice situation. And he comes from an empath place, you know, he's mm-hmm. very empathetic and I come from more of a systems. And I like when you guys get into fights and stuff on we the We do. And it's, it's hilarious. You know, it's, it's the lover's quarrel, right? And um, he's just an amazing human. So, you know, I'm blessed to be able to spend time with him as a friend and then on the podcast and then helping influence. And I got to tell you, like one thing that has been the surprise from this, Shane, is that I get a letter or an email at least every couple of days from someone yeah. like you, you help me not shut down my business. You help me. We had some people I and mean, I've had letters. That's gotta you, feel you help awesome. me not, you help me not kill myself. Dude, that's, that's awesome. Like because of you guys, you know, you gave me hope. Like when you get that kind of, I mean, I don't, it gets me a little, uh, you know, yeah. when you get no, that, it's an emotional thing, thing dude. And that was, that was an ancillary benefit, meaning that like, I never, that the halo effect of doing the podcast is I didn't really, that wasn't the, that wasn't why I started out was I'm going to get, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get these accolades, but really it is cool. It's just cool. It's cool to help. It's cool. We've all stood on the shoulders of giants. I sure as hell have in my life. And so I said, look, if if there's ever a time I can, I can pay it forward and give back, then I'm going to do that. And so that's kind of been, um, that's kind of been why. And, and you, it's been one of the one of the pleasures of my life, I have to say. No, it's, that, you you basically have the ability to influence, have a better, bigger, positive influence on people because they can listen to it on their timeline. It's not just like on the stage, or the, you know what I mean. Like it's something they can do at any time in a environment that's usually uh, like driving the car, right? Like where you right. the time you'd be with a friend or hanging out at home or doing the lawn or whatever. And I think that's part of the process too. It's like, it's a different type of listening. Uh, it depends right. on what you're listening for, but Blake and I were talking about it too. It, because, you know, he, this is right before he had his kid. And I'm like, we were thinking about, it, it's like, you know, what's cool about all this stuff. It, this is going to be on, you know, when we're gone, it'll still be on the internet. Right. Yeah, and forever. it's a way for our kids to actually like <laughs> know who you really were. Right. Not just your dad, but like as a person, know who they were, their thoughts and opinions. Yeah, and your their digital voice. footprint will stay. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, you know, you've, you're creating your, your, some of your legacy by, by default, you know, even though you yeah. didn't know. 
Um, and I think for that's better important. or worse, that's <laughs> for better, for what look, I mean, for better, or for worse, but it, it is what it is. It's authentic. And I think that's just, I think that's a rarity. So we don't, you know, you talk about it, you know, even people think I had someone at the summit come up and they said, how do you and Craig, you know, the, how do you time your, your banter together and stuff like that? Really <laughs> thought it was an <laughs> and so, you know, and I was thinking, wow, that's pretty great. Number one, is, is it, you know, if you think it's that good, that's awesome for gay for you. But, but there's nothing, there's nothing planned about the way that, that our interaction is truly authentic. And, and, um, and that's why it's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. I, you know, I appreciate it. It's, it's like anything else. It's, it's, uh, always, always looking to get better and create more value and help people. And, you know, and, and, uh, cause dentistry is a hard place, man. I got to tell yeah. you, like, you know, and, and you asked like why it started. I didn't talk about the fact that like I went through a really shitty time to, like, to the point where, you know, I wanted to bail from dentistry in 2015, like dark, dark days. We're sitting, crying yeah. in your bed, you know, every morning, waking up, crying on the corner of my bed, being like, I'm just going to do one more day because my family needs me to go. I'm going to go one more day. At the end of the day, I'll quit at the end of the day. Like that kind of shit. Dark, right? Yeah. And so, and so getting out of that, I just felt like I, you know, because dentistry is, like I said, dentistry is scary. It's lonely. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pain that, you know. Yeah. The, the well, do you feel it almost like a purge too? Like, because how often nowadays do you actually have one-on-one conversations or one-on-two conversations with people, even when you're out, like very rarely. And this is a time you actually get, I've, I've built really good relationships with people I've never met physically mm-hmm. in person because yeah. you talk for an hour, you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. An hour. And, and, you know, you also get access to people or proximity that you would not have if you did not have a podcast. Like I literally just had a conversation 100%. with, with, um, I don't know if it's been published yet. I guess maybe it has, uh, Scott Galloway, who was like a, like a star to me. Um, That's awesome, dude. You know, one of the greatest marketing minds in the, in the 21st century. Um, you know, and when, when he, when he talks, Google listens kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, and you know, he was just on the podcast and it was just rowdy, you know, and the guy before that, there was another one of my favorites who was on it, but I blew it. I shit the bed because I thought <laughs> he, uh, you know, I kind of was, I don't know what happened to me that day, but you know, I was kind of in stardom mode again, just kind of like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, but Patrick, but David, who just published a great yeah, book. He's, I started listening watching his stuff after that. Cause Dude, I didn't know who he was. He's crazy. And I'm like, this dude's a baller. Book, if you hadn't, if you hadn't gotten that, read that book, it's called your next five moves. It's a great book. Your next five moves. All right. I'll check that out. Cause he was like, honestly, I, I think I talked to you on the phone or something. You're like, you got to check out this episode. Yeah, he's a badass. He's a badass. Honestly, yeah. it was, he is. It's it, like, I watch all his interviews. He does with like the old mobsters or the NBA stars. And stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. just a very unique person too. Like yep. very unique. I love yep. it. He's a stud. Well, we're gonna wrap this, dude. I really, honestly, Pete, I wanted to have you on for a long time. Uh, I'll just be real honest. I just because your podcast has such a big influence on me doing this um, mm-hmm. that it was like I didn't want to get Pete on till till I thought we were really good, and then I just <laughs> gave up on being really good. I'm like, screw it, let's just have him on now. <laughs> oh, whatever, dude. Your podcast is awesome. It's awesome. Well, look, I appreciate that. You know, that will be another. That'll be another, you know, halo effect to starting a podcast is that, you know, you were able to encourage you to start one, which is, yeah. you know, then you're creating scale at a different level and influence a different level, creating value at a different level. So, I mean, it's this reverberation that just keeps on going and it's awesome. So, I mean, if yeah. that's, that's big, honestly, the best compliment you could ever pay me is like you started a podcast because you liked what we were doing. Yeah, man. That's um, awesome. It's just the truth, dude. You know, I, thanks for being my friend, bro. I've, uh, my you know, you've been mentor to me. Just, uh, I love running stuff past you and you always give me the time. 
and you're a super busy guy. So I very much appreciate you, man. I do have one little request of you before we uh, sign off here. Okay. Can you say the word anemone for me? <laughs> anemone. Yep. All right. And then we'll catch you next time on the All In Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.